Okay, how are you guys doing today? <laughs> Fine. That's good. Awesome. That's amazing. Okay. So, yes, um, my name is Naya. I'm part of the team. I feel like I don't really need to do another introduction, so we're actually just going to jump right in. And so, yeah, today is going to be interesting. Um, we are going to be mainly in the book of Lamentations today. Um, yes, and so without further ado, I will just give us some context, background of the book of Lamentations. I know we're Bible students, so it'll just be a quick refresher, nothing you guys don't already know. Okay, so the book of Lamentations, it comes right after Jeremiah, and it was written by Jeremiah. And so the book was written after the fall of Jerusalem occurred in 586 B.C. And so to understand the heart behind this book, we really need to understand that the fall of Jerusalem and the destruction of the temple and the Babylonian exile was the most traumatic event that had ever happened to God's people. And so just a quick what happened. So Babylon came to attack Jerusalem, um, and this was the final attack. Uh, There was a siege against the city. The famine was so bad that parents actually resorted to eating their own children. When Babylon finally breached the city, God's people were either slaughtered without mercy or they were taken into exile as slaves. And so it sounds so extreme, and that's because it was. That's because it was. This is what happened And so this was the darkest day in the history of the ancient Israelites. And so that emotion, that heartbreak, that grief in that situation and the circumstance can really be felt. It just lifts off of the pages in the, how many chapters of this book? In the five chapters of Lamentations. And so this book is hard to read, but it's also one of my favorites. It is a book that expresses the grief of a tragedy that is nearly inexpressible. And yeah, so that is the backdrop. It is the context of the book of Lamentations, and it is after the situation that I just described to you that Jeremiah writes this book. And so we will be looking at Lamentations chapter 3, verses 19 through 24 today. And so I am going to be reading from the New Revised Standard Version, and so it might sound a little different, but um, yeah, please don't mind that. Okay. So I'll beginning in, I will be beginning in verse 19. The thought of my affliction and my homelessness is wormwood and gall. My soul continually thinks of it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Okay, we're going to pause here and dissect those first three verses. 
very briefly. Okay, so verse 19. Um, basically what this is saying is Jeremiah is like, the thought of my situation, it's bitter. It pains me to even think about it. It is trauma. It's horrible. Verse 20, Jeremiah, this is a very interesting image that Jeremiah gives because, um, when someone is going through something, usually you can tell by their body language, right? Like maybe their shoulders are down or like their head, their head is to the ground, but here, Jeremiah describes what's going on is that his soul is actually the one that is bowed down. It's not just his body. It's his soul. It's his spirit. It's his inmost being. And so he is so overwhelmed by the most traumatic thing that has ever happened to his people that his soul is bowed down within him. His soul is grieved And then in verse 21, we actually see a switch begin to happen. We see a change in Jeremiah's mentality begin to take place. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. And so with all of this going on, with the tragedy of the Babylonian exile, with the slaughter of God's people, with the enslavement of God's people, somehow, some way, in all of that, Jeremiah is comforted by something. In the hopelessness of his circumstance, in the circumstance of his people, Jeremiah has hope for the future. And so why? How? In the darkest of darkness, how is it possible to have hope? How is it possible for light to shine through even in that? Well, in the next three verses, Jeremiah tells us how he was able to have hope, even in the deepest darkness. Um, Yes, he goes on after um, beginning in verse 22, but we're just going to look at 22 through 24 today. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. And so Jeremiah goes on, but we will be pausing here. And so from verse 21, we see that the following verses are what gives him hope. But this I call to mind, therefore I have hope. So the reason for his hope is what we find in verses 22 through 24. And so what exactly is he talking about here? What gives Jeremiah hope in the worst circumstance that he has ever gone through, that his people have ever gone through? And so in verses 22 and 23, we see three characteristics of God. We see three descriptions of who he is. The first one is that we see that God has steadfast love. And so what this means is that God consistently loves his people. He unwaveringly loves his people He is unchanging in his love for his people, even in this circumstance. 
The second characteristic of God that we see is he is merciful. His mercy, yes, his mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. And so, yes, God never stops being merciful. There is no day when he will not show his mercy because that's just who he is. And so the third characteristic of God that we see in these verses is his faithfulness. God is committed to his people and he will not leave them even when it feels like he has left them. He has not. And so, um, yes. And then in verse 24, we see the Lord is my portion, says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. And so God is my portion. He is my inheritance. Inheritance. And so in the midst of the circumstance, in the midst of all this grief, loss, death, pain, knowing that Jeremiah still had God gave him hope. Knowing the characteristics and the nature of God gave Jeremiah hope. It was God's steadfast love, his mercy, and his faithfulness that gave him hope. And so something I believe is very interesting about um, the three characteristics that Jeremiah lists here is um, that they are very similar to something that God had already said about himself. And we see it way back in the book of Exodus chapter 34. And so, um, yes, in Exodus 34, um, we see the first description that God actually gives about himself. And God says this in verse 6. The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And so out of those characteristics that God says are true about himself, um, the things that God says are true about the way that he relates to his people, Jeremiah uses three of those in the book of Lamentations. And so I believe what we draw away from this um, is that, yeah, it was through remembering God It was through remembering his character that even in the tragedy of the Babylonian exile, that Jeremiah and God's people could have hope, even in exile, even in tragedy, even in death. The thought of my affliction and my homelessness is wormwood and gall. My soul continually thinks of it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. And so, in the darkness of the circumstance, it was remembrance of God's steadfast love mercy, and his faithfulness that shined light in the darkness. And so if 
Jeremiah had not known these things about God's character, he would not have been able to remember them in this situation. Because you can't remember something that you don't actually know or never learned in the first place. And so if Jeremiah hadn't known God's character, he would not have been able to remember it. And if Jeremiah had not remembered it, then instead of having hope in trial and tragedy, Jeremiah and God's people would have been left hopeless. They'd have been left in the darkness and no light shining through. Yeah. Because again, you cannot remember the character of God if you never learned about him or experienced it in the first place. And, yeah, so what about us today? How is the message that we see from this passage in Lamentations of all books, how is it relevant and can it actually impact us Sitting here, right now, right now, today. It can. And so we, those of us who have placed our faith, our hope, our life, our love in Jesus Christ, we are now the people of God because we have been purchased and we have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And so we were forgiven of our sins and adopted into the family of God because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And second, um, yes, second Corinthians 517 says, yes. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, Everything has become new. So that's the truth about us here, us today. However, although we as the people of God are new creations, it's no surprise to anyone here, to anyone looking around at this world, that the earth we live on is not yet a new creation. We live in a world that has been broken by sin. We live in a place where there is pain, death, suffering, loss, tragedy. This is the place that we live in. We all know this. We all have experienced this in some form or another. We all have walked through, or maybe right now, we are currently walking through a tragedy, walking through our own darkness. And we all know what it's like to walk through these seasons where it feels like we have no hope. But even in these times of hopelessness, even in these times of pitch black darkness, where it feels like you can't see anything, where you actually cannot see any light, Jesus Christ is our hope He is the sure and steadfast anchor of our souls, as Hebrew says. And so in Luke chapter 2, one of my favorite um, narratives of the early life of Jesus. um, Yeah, when Jesus was born, 
Mary and Joseph took him to the temple in Jerusalem, as was required by their law. And we are told that a man named Simeon in, um, yes, verse 25, was looking forward to the consolation of Israel, was looking forward to the consolation or to the comfort of God's people. And when Simeon saw Jesus, this happened. And I'll start reading from verse 28. Simeon took him, Jesus, in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. And so Simeon says a few things about Jesus right here, who at this point was a very young baby. (laughs) He says that Jesus is God's salvation. He says that Jesus is for glory for the people of Israel. And he says that Jesus is a light for revelation to the Gentiles, those who are not, those who don't have Israelite genetics or DNA. And so Jesus, as a light for revelation to the Gentiles, that word Gentiles, that's speaking about us. You know, that's talking about us here today. Unless, yeah, it is. Um, Jesus is a light for those of us who have been adopted into God's family. And so... um, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2 says this. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. I'll read it again. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. And so this verse in Isaiah chapter 9 is so beautiful. And it is also quoted in um, Matthew chapter 4. And what we see there is that Jesus is the fulfillment of this. Jesus is what fulfilled this prophecy of light shining in the darkness for people who have only ever lived in a land of deep darkness. Jesus fulfills that. And so, back to Lamentations. How is the message that we see in Lamentations chapter 3 relevant for us today? And so, in Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross, the character of God was put on display. In the cross, God's steadfast love, his mercy, His faithfulness were magnified in a way that the world had never seen before. In the cross, Exodus 34 verse 6 was proved true as it had been proved true by God throughout the centuries. 
Yes, the Lord, the Lord, a God slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, mercy, faithfulness. And so in the darkness of our sin against God, the light of Christ has shone. But the light of Christ does not stop there. Because the message of Lamentations chapter 3 verses 19 to 24 written thousands of years ago is the same message that God continues speaking to us today. Yeah. And so I'm going to do something right now and it I'm kind of going to read Lamentations chapter 3, but it's not really going to sound like that. So what I want you guys to do right now is just to close your eyes and listen. Um, it'll be sort of a Naya paraphrase of Lamentations chapter 3. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. The thought of my situation and my circumstance is bitter and it pains me to think about. My soul, my spirit is broken and I cannot stand just thinking about it. But even in all of this, I remember something and it gives me hope. It gives me hope for the future. I remember God's character. I remember his steadfast love that has never stopped loving me. I remember... God's mercy displayed in the cross of Jesus and his mercy will never end. I remember the faithfulness of God. Jesus is my salvation, says my soul. Jesus is my light in the darkness of my sin, my light in the darkness of my circumstance. Therefore, I will hope in him. And so, feel free to open your eyes. Um, Yeah, and so I don't know um, your situation. I don't know your past. I don't know what you have walked through. But the God who created you, the God who died for you, he does. And um, yes, he does. And he sent his son to bring you into his family. And he sent his son to shine light and give you hope, even in the darkness of your past, even in the darkness of your present, if that's what you're currently walking through. Um, Yeah, and so I really, I don't know if it's in your hymnals, but... I wanted us to sing in Christ alone, if that's even in there. Do you guys know if it is? It's not in there? Okay, that's all right. We don't have to do that. Um, That's a bummer. I really wanted that. Okay. Um, Yes, and so... Okay. Yes. All right. Um, Yeah, I will pray right now. (laughs) Okay. Um, God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the truths that we can find in a book like Lamentations.
God, I thank you that in the cross you revealed your character in such an incredible way. God, I thank you that you sent your son to take us out of the darkness of our sin against you. And God, I thank you that Jesus shines light and hope even in the darkest circumstance and the darkest situation that we have ever been through or that we could be going through right now. I thank you, God. And so, yes, Lord, for those of us in here who are struggling, for those of us who, when we open our eyes, all we see is darkness and we just feel like we can't get through it, Holy Spirit, I ask that, yeah, that you would... Um, be com- that you would be the comforter, that you would be their consolation, Lord, that you would be their peace that surpasses all understanding. And I thank you that we have access to those things because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. And so, Lord, I ask today, tonight, in the next few days, that um, for those of us who needed to hear this message, Lord, that your spirit would just truly be speaking to them, would um, be showing them how in their circumstance that you are hope, you are light, you are life, even when it doesn't feel like it, Jesus. Yeah, and so in Jesus' name, we pray, amen. And yeah, so that was going to be the end, but I... It's not actually going to be because I felt during that prayer to talk about Isaiah 43 verses 1 to 2 super quick and then we will wrap up. Okay. I'm sorry, I wasn't really planning on doing this, but it's going to happen. Yeah, so I'm just going to read it out super quick and it's going to happen. Okay. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. And so these two verses were written to, yes, Old Testament Israelites, the people of God. And we find beautiful comfort, beautiful consolation, beautiful hope and encouragement through them today for us, the people of God now. And so what God promises here is that whatever circumstance you go through, I will be with you. Whatever family, you know, yeah, whatever family situation you're going through, God is with you in that. Whatever trauma in your past that has happened, God is with you and he desires to heal you. Whatever anxieties and worries you feel are overwhelming you, God is with you and you will not drown. That's his promise in Isaiah 43, verses 1 to 2. Um, Yes, I believe to us today, to us right now. And so, yeah, that is chapel for today. Um, I don't really have a song in my head that we should sing, but... Um, I feel like we should. So <laughs> if someone wants to yell out a song and we'll just sing it, I think that would be really awesome. Anyone have a request? Jerry, pick one. Oh, you don't have a hymnal. That's your Bible. 
Okay. Well, I don't have one up here either, so. 412. 412. Let's sing 412. Looking above 